G'day, g'day everyone. This is Jack, your favorite Australian podcaster who talks about developing apps and you're listening to Dev90X. It is day 25 and I'm going to start the episode today with a little bit of an async await update on my health. See, see I did a little, little joke there. Async await. <laughs> It's the latest thing in programming. And um, what I was awaiting is to see how my skin is doing from the keto experiment, uh, the keto cheat day, the big cheat, I'm calling it, uh, which I did over the weekend where I broke all my rules and did everything that used to be problematic for me and my skin Um, and just my overall immune system and just energy and inflammation in the body. Because, you know, you know, one thing is that you could have the best external situation ever. You know, you could be sipping your favorite drink, let's just say water, <laughs> let's just say it's water, under a palm tree in the Bahamas on a beautiful sunny day. But if there's inflammation ripping through your body, you're not going to be having a good time. In fact, no matter where you are in the world, you could be on a, on a $50, 500000000 million yacht um, and like everyone taking care of every possible need that you have and just you don't have to do anything. You just lay there. But, but if, if there's inflammation ripping through your body, you're not going to be having a good time. So the point I'm trying to make here is that inflammation is a big deal. And yeah, if, that's, if that's the thing, if that's your thing, if inflammation in your body is your thing, then that should be a pretty high priority. At least it was for me, but the problem is that it's so hard to fix. It's such a complex thing. You know, it's different for everyone. Um, And I'm just so glad that keto is fixing my problem. I can't believe it, to be honest. I'm so excited about it. I, I would talk about it on every episode if I could, but this is Dev90X, not Keto90X. So, yeah, still no inflammation in my skin. It blows my mind. Like, it, honestly, uh, I mean, I'm, usually the delay would be by now I would see something if I cheated or if I had like a lot of sugar, a lot of gluten, all these things. Uh, but I haven't seen anything now. I'm sure that if I continued to cheat, then eventually I would. But um, I'm not going to do that. And I'm back. I, I might do that experiment again in the future just to see like how many days in a row I have to cheat before I start to see that inflammation coming back. Um, but for now, back on keto and I know that this works and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just wonderful to have clear skin, honestly. It's so nice. Um, still recovering overall with my energy. I didn't realize that, uh, yeah, I mean, th- your body has reserves, right? You can, you can really dig into those reserves without realizing it on a day-to-day basis. And that's exactly what I was doing last week. And thinking about it, reflecting on it now, I maybe did not handle that situation as good as I should have. Uh, usually when, when you get sick with something, you should take rest and make sure that you're giving your body the absolute best condition to recover so that you can bounce back really quickly and I just feel like I'm not bouncing back really quickly 
the way I typically used to. Still bouncing back, but yeah, I'm wondering if I could have done this better if I just took more rest. Um, but then I would have maybe not podcasted if I was like, okay, I'll take some days off. And then the whole podcast is broken. It is just, it'll just be broken. <laughs> All the perfectionists out there listening to this know exactly what I mean. Uh, so still, still working on that. But I did do yoga this morning with my friend Denny and my friend Dylan. And that's a start. I haven't done any exercise for almost 10 days. And back, getting back into exercise slowly, that's great. I'm going to take it, take it slow. Um, and I'm really excited to get back to where I was before I, before I got sick, which was on an all time high <laughs> doing sessions with a personal trainer in the gym, hitting PBs, lifting more weight, doing more reps, longer, harder, more intense workouts, seeing the transformation in my body. Just everything was amazing. Uh, and then of course life happens and you get sick. That's cool just bounce back. Um, early bedtimes are a great thing for me right now. I don't know why, but the quality of my sleep is just so much better if I fall asleep earlier. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning and I felt great. And having that extra time in the morning, for some reason, it just really, it just makes your day nice. I, it just makes you feel so much better. <laughs> it's just amazing. The morning time is just hands down the best. Um, I'm definitely going to, I'm making it a priority to go to bed early right now. And that is effective. So the theme of this episode is, oh wait, hang on. Jack's hack. Jack's hack. Do yoga for an easy at-home workout. If you can't go to the gym or yeah, if you can't go to the gym, or you don't have much equipment for your at-home gym, then just do yoga. You only need a yoga mat. And actually, you don't need a yoga mat. But it's, I mean, you should have a yoga mat. It's kind of almost like a need. Um, you can find great yoga workouts on YouTube for free. But I use Aloe Moves after I learned about it um, from my other friend, Dylan. So I've got two friends who's, who are both called Dylan, and they're both <laughs> really similar people. I mean, they're both covered in tattoos. They both do a lot of yoga. Um, yeah, they're just both really cool. So uh, it gets a bit confusing when I talk about my friend Dylan. Um, anyway, Dylan number one is a world-class yoga teacher. And he teaches on aloe moves. Uh, used to anyway. He canceled his contract with them recently. But um, he got me into... Well, he didn't get me into yoga. He got me into Aloe. And Aloe is just such a good platform online for like really high quality yoga workouts. But if you, if you, if you don't want to do that, my kind of hack is P90X. The P90X workout series had a yoga flow. And I don't know, it's super old and super cheesy. The music is just really old, like from the 90s. But... The flow itself is a very good beginner-friendly flow and it ramps up in difficulty. It's definitely not easy. It goes for a full 90 minutes, but you, can, you have like a 30-minute point where you can tap out and a 45-minute point where you can tap out. And then 
even like, I mean, at that point you'd start doing like balance postures and stretches. So you can just tap out whenever you want, I guess. But yeah, there's, there's like some difficulty modes that you can just, you can split that workout up into different ones. And sometimes if I'm just feeling like a short one, I'll just do the first 30 minutes. And then if I want to push myself, I'll do the first 45 minutes. Um, and then if I really want to push myself, I'll do the full 90 minutes. 90 minutes is a long, it's a long class. But yeah, check that one out. P90X, you can find it for free on Vimeo, I believe. Sometimes you need a VPN to access Vimeo, depending on where you are in the world. So there's that as well. So that's my hack. The theme of today's episode is iOS versus Android. And so I am, I, as you know, if you've been listening, I just bought an iPhone recently and I haven't had one. I've been on Android for my phone for over five years. So I've just, I've been really like, I'm good at Android actually. And I'm also, I have a MacBook Air and I have an iPad. So I'm also pretty good at iOS. Like I'm, I'm talented, multi-skilled. I'm finding it very interesting, the process of changing over to iPhone because right now, my biggest priority is to be podcasting and developing my app, but <laughs> it's, I've got so much, I mean, I got sick and like I neglected a whole bunch of things in my life for a week and then I'm changing and transitioning over my phone and I'm just finding it, it's just taking so much damn time, honestly. Like, and I was like, why? And <laughs> I looked at my Android, I have 231 apps on my Android and I've got 51 on my iPhone and I was like, I'm pretty much like pretty much set up now on my iPhone. And then I was like, wait a sec, how many apps do I have on Android? And then I actually went and looked through all my apps and I was like, oh, I haven't downloaded that one yet. I haven't set up that one yet. Um, and there's just so many apps to set up. Um, most recently it's my Australian government apps that allow me to like log into my government portal. And there's like a special government two factor authentication app that, allows you to replace the SMS codes that they send you. And of course, you know, I have to authenticate that app using another device, which is already set up with that app. And just all these little things, they just take, they just take time. A lot of time actually. So transitioning over to iPhone is just taking so much time, but it's also saving time. I did the speed comparison of I, my iPhone versus my Galaxy S9. And I just went through every app that I have on both phones, closed all my apps and then re reloaded. Of course, like it's not quite a perfect test because when your app is already loaded up in and, and, and cached and everything, then it's faster. But just generally speaking, I was saving, you know, anywhere between two seconds and like sometimes up to like eight or nine seconds on an app loading on the iPhone versus on the Galaxy S9, which is a considerable amount of time. And so I was like, huh, how much time am I actually saving just from this speed boost? And I just did some basic math here. So this, this is pretty average, average numbers, but let's say, and the cool thing is on the iPhone, you have really great usage st statistics of like screen on time and number of times you picked up your phone and all that. So on average, I, I use my phone around 100 times a day. I pick it up and use it 100 times. And let's just say every time I pick it up and I use it, I save two seconds compared to being on my Android, which I think is reasonable. Two seconds 
I mean, I was saving anywhere between two and, and eight seconds from, from opening an app. Um, and that's just from opening an app. So let's just say I save two seconds every time I pick up my phone. 100, 100 pickups a day, 200 seconds, three, hour, uh, three minutes, 20 seconds per day. That equates to 23.3 minutes per week, which equates to 20.2 hours in a year. 20 hours. So if my time is... what, And arguably, this is actually valuable time because this is time that you're saving while trying to accomplish something, while trying to achieve a task or to, to get an outcome. Um, you know, some things aren't like, you know, saving all that time, like loading Instagram. Like how valuable is that really? But, you know, like loading Google Maps, for example, I'm like trying to go somewhere and I need to nav. That's valuable time. Um, or loading a messenger app. That's, that's valuable time. So there's, yeah, let's just say, let's just, <laughs> let's just pretend that this 20 hours is valuable. And, uh, let's say my time was worth $20 an hour. That's like $400 for the first year that I'm saving in value of time. Pretty neat, pretty neat. So yeah, definitely worth, I mean, I already found this with upgrading to the MacBook M1 that that speed boost and the battery duration is 100% worth it, 110% worth the upgrade. Um, so yeah, pretty good, pretty good value. One thing I'm finding though is that iOS does not do everything better than Android and specifically notifications. You have granular control over notifications within an app on Android. So when you hit that manage button, it opens up a notification management thing and you can toggle on or off every different type of notification that they send. For example, marketing, it's like emails. You can like toggle on and off like marketing. No, thanks. Um, uh, Direct messages, yes, please. Group chats, no thanks. And like you can, it's very granular on Android, which is super nice. However, on iPhone, you don't get that granularity. You just get like a on or off. And I've, I'm finding that if <laughs> if an app sends me a single marketing message, I'm just like, no, nope, you lost my you lost my trust. Sorry, goodbye to all notifications from you. Uh, which is a bit of a bummer because I I would prefer to have a bit more granular control over it. Maybe in iOS 15, we'll see. Um, another example of why it's taking me so long to set up my iPhone is that this morning I tried to use my hotspot tethering for the first time and it just wasn't active. It wasn't available to use on my new iPhone. And I was like, what the hell? This is weird. And it wasn't even in the settings. Like you got, I went into the settings and the options weren't even there. And I, I was with my friend Dylan. He also has an iPhone. He's like, ah, oh, that's weird. And so we, we tried to debug it together. And it turns out that I needed to go into my cellular uh, and enter in like a bunch of different data into different fields saying like, you know, the name of my tel telecom provider and then putting, putting the word internet into a bunch of different fields. So weird, but that worked. Like, then I could use my tethering, which I was trying to use so that I could get my government apps loaded up. <laughs> so that's just an example of why, why, like, why it's taking a lot of time. Um, and another thing, another point is that I've, I've decided to remove back to Todoist. So I was in Apple Notes and just doing note just doing my planning in a notepad 
and then I was like, maybe reminders is better. So I, I migrated over to reminders and then I thought, huh, maybe actually, maybe there's something better out there like, like tick tick or any do. So I, I grabbed those and checked them out. And in the end, I am, I decided to go back to Todoist for one reason. And that is that you get a vertical column up upcoming uh, like schedule. So it's like a vertically scrolling upcoming um, view where you have today, tomorrow, the next day, 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 just forever. It's like a calendar view, but it's just like a list of days. And under each day, you can write things for that day. So you don't have to, and it'll just like, it, you know, as time goes, it just keeps scrolling back up. This is my favorite thing ever because like you can't, there's no way to do this where something will come up for a day in the future, except if you use a calendar, but I don't use a calendar <laughs> and calendar just, it's clunky. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, like say something, something comes up for like later in the week. I just want to quickly add it into that, that slot where it is in the week. And this allows me to do that. So yeah, back to Todoist. Also that their features are really like, it's very feature rich for the free tier. And then they, they start throwing on a lot of like team features as more of a kind of team project management app when you pay for premium, which I think is fair. And I really like that. Like some of the other ones are a little bit more, they squeeze you a little bit more for the free, free tier. Uh, so yeah, Todoist, I recommend. Uh, other than that, my actual progress update is probably just this one point, which is that I found from listening to a podcast, an app called Details Pro. And this app helps you to learn Swift UI and building UI elements. It's kind of like a no code editor for Apple. Yeah, for iOS UI development. And so I've, I've got that and I've been playing around with it and reading the code. And I realized that this is probably the fastest way to learn how to prog program Swift UI, which is nice because that's, that's one box kind of ticked right there. Swift UI is definitely like the, the way forward is as a first choice in terms of programming UI elements. There's also UI kit. And I know that sometimes you need to use that just from listening to other people's experiences. That sometimes you do need to use UI kit, but for the most part, you should be trying to use Swift UI first and then falling back on, on UI kit if you can't achieve what you want to do with Swift UI. Uh, and this app definitely helps with that. So that is my progress update for today. I know it's not a lot, but uh, I just need a good, I need a good block of time, which I didn't get yesterday and I didn't get this morning. And I will get right after this. I'm going to go straight into it, into my deep work right after I finish this podcast. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk to you again tomorrow.